just how good can this team be in 2023? The Chiefs should be going back to the Super Bowl, but what can derail that? Today, I'm Locked on Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for making us your first listen today here on Locked on Chiefs. We're joined by Chiefs Digest, uh, Matt Derrick, the editor in charge of everything. We'll get with him in just a second, but we appreciate you making us your choice. Make another Locked On show your next choice and uh, get like, sub, and hit the bell there on YouTube because we're free on every platform starting there and going out to Spotify and Apple and everywhere else that you want to get to. That's what we do every day for you everydayers, you locos here on Locked On Chiefs. I'm Ryan Tracy, founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com and RGR Football. Matt's here, and it's that that lull part where we get to daydream a little bit. And what's been on my mind today is all this talk about boss Tyree. What are wide receiver projections? You're going to see some of those over on RGR tonight, folks. A lot of that going on in the national media right now, Matt. But bottom line, despite all the hubbub and the changes at the tackle positions, when you break it all down, it's about Mahomes and facilitating him. How good can he be this year compared to the last Super Bowl season or even anything else? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're talking about the Chiefs, I mean, to me, you're really only talking about two factors about how far it can take a team. And one is certainly Mahomes and and how good he's going to be and whether or not he's going to be healthy. I mean, I think we've settled Mm -hmm. into an idea that as long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. They're going to be a playoff team. There's not going to be any problems. Uh, The other factor is just, how good a defense can they play? Are they, are they going to be good enough to help Mahomes out? Because we know, do have some at least history here, that if they don't play good defense, then there's only so much Mahomes can do. So and even then, he's still going to get them to an AFC championship game, apparently. So <laughs> that, to me, is you know the only two factors that, that really matter. I mean, it's how good Mahomes and how healthy he's going to be in a season and how far the defense can take them. And to me, at this point in the offseason, where we're at and getting ready for training camp, I mean, I, I right now I think both those arrows are pointing in about as good a direction as they can be for the Chiefs. I, I agree with you there. Like, improvement can be made. Uh, I had an interesting conversation with Josh over on 810 today. Uh, and what went in there is, like, how do you protect? How do you improve? Yes, you've switched out the tackles. But protecting him is a different thing. For me, it comes down to pressures that you allow. And and how does that go on? And Orlando Brown's, you know, out and since he's talking it up, folks. So I know you guys know all about that. But bottom line, it comes down to this for me. Donovan Smith is going to be standing in that same position. And at the end of the day, can he allow less than 48 pressures on the season that Orlando allowed? That's really what it comes down to for me because anything above that is more time for Mahomes, better protection for Mahomes, and less injury risk for Mahomes. Does it is it that simple, or am I oversimplifying this whole thing? No, I mean I think that's I think that's a, a legitimate argument. I mean, and, and I probably come at it from a different point of view, which is that I I don't have as many concerns about the offensive line. I mean, I think this offensive line is going to be different. Um, different could be better, it could be worse, but I I actually think there's a reason why to believe that this offensive line is going to be better. My perception and my concern is, you know, just how quickly is this receiver room going to gel with Mahomes? I mean, I personally believe that uh, I think we've reached a point in Patrick's career where I don't think that, you know, you can just throw five guys off the street out there like the Green Bay Packers tried to do a few times with Aaron Rodgers and get something done. But I think we're at a point where he is going to take good receivers and make them better. 
And, you know, I, I think they got the talent in there so that I do think it's going to work. But, um, I, yeah, I, I think that especially with this particular team, I think that you could probably look at it and point to any number of questions to say this could be the one thing that might slow that Chiefs down. And I think, you know, multiple people could have different takes on that. Mm-hmm. I certainly have one take on it. And we all know Travis Kelsey is going to be Travis Kelsey. I talk about that ad, ad nauseum. Does that mean 1,100 yards or 1,300 yards or 12 touchdowns or 17? We don't know. I, I'm not too concerned about that. For me, it's the next guy to step up. And and I do feel that it's still kind of up for grabs. But I will say this. The one that I'm most excited about, I'll ask you about him in a second. But overall, it does feel like expectations are kind of high. Roles are changing. You got to learn a lot more. And everything's kind of in motion at the same time. It feels like maybe the beginning of the season, we're going to see that first quarter lag that we've seen on defense in years past, kind of on the offensive side in the passing game, as everybody kind of gets used to where they need to be and more importantly, when they need to arrive there and make their breaks. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because that to me might play a little bit into the the Chiefs preseason schedule. Um, You know, we talked about the fact a little bit when the the training camp schedule came out that the Chiefs are going to be in St. Joe longer than usual. Um, typically they're in, you know, St. Joe for about three and a half, three and a half weeks, get 15 practices in, and then they go back home with the way that it's set up this year because of that Thursday night opener, you know, they're starting camp a little bit earlier than the rest of the league. And, and Andy Reid didn't change the the training camp schedule. I mean, the, the preseason games are still when they are, so he didn't really deviate, which means they're going to have about another, almost another week longer in St. Joe than they would normally have. And they're going to have four more practices. And to me, you know, yeah, they're going to have the same number of workouts because they'd be back in Kansas City, too. But remember, I mean, that St. Joe environment is different. And and I think that that is a factor that Andy Reid certainly is banking on, is that the training camp environment is going to help them build chemistry. And that's something that this group definitely needs to do on the offensive side of the football because they've got a lot of new faces and they need to get some, you know, things kind of worked in and work together. And they get to do that. I mean, I don't you can't measure that. You know, we really don't have enough data, and I'm not sure you can ever really measure chemistry in the way that we're talking about. But uh, I mean, but for an old football coach like Andy Reid, I mean, it's important to him. And if it's important to him, it probably matters. Yeah, I, I have to think so as well. Uh, we'll wait. Next segment, we'll come back. And I'll ask you about the guy that the chemistry aspect that you just mentioned. I think he's going to be particularly critical for it. I'm really looking forward to it. But got to tell you about our friends over at FanDuel, folks, because right now, that's what you want to get out of this. It's baseball season. We all know that. And that's okay because you give the action of FanDuel America's number one sports book right now. Because if you're a new customer signing up today, you can still get that no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets right now, even though you're betting on baseball in preparation for the NFL season. That's perfectly fine. The way that works is you sign up, you use our code. We're going to get you there here in a second at fanduel.com slash locked on. And you get that eligibility. You make a first bet. And if that bet loses, you are eligible for up to $1,000 applied back to your account as bonus bets. You can get that easily by signing up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. It's right under here on YouTube. Check that out from FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the MLB, the NBA, and most importantly, your NFL. Now we're going to get Mac back in here because I'm really intrigued by one person in particular, and it's that chemistry aspect. Um, and it should feel kind of at home to him, but we've had all this hubbub. Uh, Sky Moore's been doing like a documentary on himself, training with Mahomes, et cetera. 
But for me, it's the guy that I just couldn't make the connection um, in my head as easily as I have in other receivers in the past. And that's coming from SMU, a program that doesn't necessarily translate as easily, but I'm really intrigued by what Rasheed Rice can become, and more importantly, how quickly. Because I do think there's a physicality aspect that has gone missing with the departure of Juju Smith. Schuster. Uh, and I think Rasheed can play that role now as he develops uh, and uses his 50-50 ball kind of, of aspect that is pretty developed already. But what he can become in place of Juju I think that is all based on chemistry and how he fits in with the other top three guys. But it, I have expectations for him. They're maybe a little higher than most. I don't think that he's going to be a top you know, three wide receiver on this roster, but I think he's going to be close to in there. If that can happen, what's it dependent on? Yeah, it's a great question because, you know, to me, you, you look at maybe a couple of different players and some examples of, you know, how they've developed a relationship with Mahomes and how that's worked out. Um, you know, with his rookie season, when he comes in, you know, Travis Kelsey was there. So he got to work a little bit with Kelsey and be around him for a year. So in 2018, when he becomes a starter, that's not a brand new relationship. I mean, him and Tyreek, I mean, they were all in that category. They knew each other. I mean, they knew Mahomes. They knew the the speed of the ball. They knew a lot about his timing. I mean, there was there was some build up there. So, you know, even in 2018, it wasn't like they were trying to build chemistry right out of the box. I mean, there was the base that they had from his rookie season when he got to work with them that was there. Um, so you know, it can happen quickly, but. You know, then I think you see some examples of just how difficult it is to come into the league and learn everything. And I think Sky Moore was a great example last year in comparison because last year, you know, I think you saw what can happen when, you know, you don't have that, 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 that extra year. Um, we'll probably learn a lot. I mean, if Sky, and, and this to me will be a really good, you know, kind of maybe an indicator about Rasheed Rice is what kind of a year does Sky Moore have? Because if he has the year that I think he can have, which I would expect him to easily double his numbers from last year. If he doesn't, I, I think that would be a disappointing season. He could do even better than that. I mean, if he tripled his numbers, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but to me, that's a good indicator for Rice because I think that, I mean, I don't expect Rice to come out and be a thousand yard receiver. I think that's too much to expect. But you make a great point, which is that there's things that he has in his game right now. There's a skill set he has that I'm not sure anybody else in this receiver group has. And a lot of being able to take advantage of that is going to be based on trust. Uh, you know, Mahomes is going to have to make some throws to Rasheed Rice to just assuming that he's going to go get it. And he developed that with, with Tyreek. I mean, obviously, there were times that he just chucked the ball in Tyreek's direction. No one, Tyreek was going to catch it or nobody was. Um, there's going to be an element of that with Rasheed Rice, too, that, you know, he's going to have to throw him open. I mean, there's, there, there, to take advantage of that. If Rasheed Rice is going to have the numbers that you want him to have, it's, going to be the uh, some of that but building that it's not just you know uh, to, uh, it, there is a a feel to it because last year i think we saw with sky Moore, you know he didn't have the anticip same anticipation of mahomes you know, they weren't on the same page as reading reading coverages the same way um doesn't have the timing down doesn't have the the distances down as far as you know how deep to run targets and how to adjust the you know the, the coverages that you're seeing and that takes time to learn and and maybe Rice, some of those factors, maybe he's more advanced than, than Sky Moore was coming in. We'll find out. But yeah, that trust of being able to just throw a ball in a guy's direction and knowing that he's going to get it and the other guy won't. I mean, that took at least a year to build with, you know, 
Ty with Travis and 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 Tyreek. I mean, and it goes both ways because those guys have to trust that the ball's going to be coming to them and that they've got to be the ones to go get it. So, uh, it, it, to me, there's a lot of moving pieces to it, and I think every receiver is different. Um, Bryce, like I said, he's got a skill set that nobody else has that they can take advantage of. And I, I don't expect it to be fully developed in 23, but see what he does. And I, I think it'll be a very good indication of what the future could be. Yeah. And I want to talk about the curveball for him and, and as well as a contract tie in here in the next segment. But is the model before we get to that, is the model that Sky Moore is following, is that probably what they want to do too, to just pepper him in with some uh, specific options that are are tooled to his skill set and then expand from there Uh, unlike years past where they try to throw the whole playbook at rookies and see how long it takes them to develop do you see a a maturation process and what we might expect from uh, say at least the first half of the season yeah i mean uh, basically what we've seen in otas as far as you know sky goes i mean i I see night and day a different receiver i mean from a, a confident standpoint of how confident he feels in what he's doing I mean, you're seeing him now even helping out the younger guys, you know, the rookies and everything and being able to, to teach them the offense, something you wouldn't have seen last year at this time. I mean, that, that was the other way around. It was other guys who were, you know, showing Sky where to, where to line up and where to go and what to do. doesn't have that anymore. And that confidence is huge. Um, and then you're just seeing him pick up those little things. You know, how many, how many misconnections did you see with Mahomes last year where he, Sky just wasn't where Patrick expected him to be? Sky might have been where he was supposed to be according to the play as mm-hmm. written down in the book, but that doesn't mean it was where Mahomes wanted him to be. And you're seeing him pick those things up. And again, that's not something that you pick up overnight. And that's why, I mean, I think that'll be difficult. The one thing that I do expect with Sky, though, and, and last year, there were a few times where they specifically tried to get him to be part of the game plan. And, you know, he had a couple of situations where there were packages in there specifically for him. Um, this year's going to be different. I mean, there's going to be a lot more things that are in there specifically for him. I mean, there's going to be game plans that are designed to get Sky more going early because I think he's going to be an important part of this offense. I mean, sometimes it can be a different receiver every single game that you think is the best matchup. And Sky's going to have some of those opportunities this year because last year I felt like that the Chiefs, I still say that they, I, I don't think that they really had a solid game plan for him as far as just simply utilizing his skill set, because I think that a lot of the things that he was getting thrown into were just maybe a little leftover Tyreek packages or, you know, he was the backup to McColl packages and not really designed specifically for him. There were a few, don't get me wrong, there were a few, but you're going to see a lot more. And I think that his role this year is going to look a lot different than it did last year. I mean, obviously he's going to be comfortable enough to play multiple spots, so they're going to be able to move him around a little bit. But I, I think it's just as far as the routes that he runs, where he lines up. I mean, I would expect him to be getting the ball a lot less in the backfield and, you know, because that's not his game. Right. Um, there's other places that he's better. And it's not as a backup to somebody else. It's as his own player. Well, and I think there's two major factors, um, a, a plus and a minus coming here. Uh, we'll get to that. And, and what are the factors for the contracts that are going on, or extensions possibly? And what are the curveballs right after this? So these two topics kind of tie together here, and I think it's a complication. I I think we're all pretty comfortable. Uh, You tell me if I'm wrong, that we're we're on the road to the Chris Jones contract extension. We're still going to get there. It does feel like it's the next domino to fall. What we've seen in in recent uh, media, et cetera, et cetera, 
because it does feel like there's one uh, experienced wide receiver out there who's kind of waiting on the Chiefs to have some cap space. Maybe the Bills as well. And I think that's one of the things right now. The temperatures for those contracts is what I want to get to. I, I think it's at nearly boiling for Chris Jones. We're going to get that done. It's not a problem. But how hot do you think the need is for somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, who's uh, a unique talent and, and available right now? Yeah, I mean, the plus for the Chiefs of not having any space right now is that no one around the league really has a, you know, there's no there's no hot button reason to get anything done right now. The only team that might have that is Buffalo because they got some messes of their own that they're trying to <laughs> clean up right now. So maybe they feel a little bit more pressure just to get the deal done before the Chiefs can. Um, but remember, I mean, you, there's nothing that if you sign DeAndre Hopkins on June 28th, there's absolutely nothing that he can do until July 20th. I mean, you know, you're, you're, all he can do is just wait for training camp to open. It's not like he's going to be going down to, you know, the workout with Mahomes or anybody else. That's not what this time of the year is. Everybody's got their vacation plans. Uh, most, I mean, I, there's hardly, probably right now, there's probably hardly anybody in the building at one Arrowhead Drive. They're all on vacation and getting their rest and everything. Uh, and the players do the same thing. I mean, Mahomes is going to have vacations. I mean, he's got a golf you know, game to play on Thursday. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing's getting done. I mean, you're not going to be building any chemistry about the most he could possibly do is just read a playbook. I mean, that's it. And for a veteran like that, it's no big deal. I mean, you know, you're you, this at the, coming in at this point of the year, you're as behind the eight ball as you're going to be. And to me, June 28th and July 20th, there's no difference. I mean, there's just not a lot of preparation that can happen in between. So I don't think there's a huge, I don't, I don't think that right now there's any hot button. It's when you get to the July 18th, that's when, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm with you there. I, and if it does get to that point where it heats up, they get Chris done and you want to bring him in. That's one curveball that is going to affect both Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore. If T-Hop were to be present on this roster, that, that honestly changes everything. And that's a curveball that uh, I think Sky in particular needs to kind of, uh, dodge a little bit because I think it'll impact him more than Rasheed Rice because Rice will just learn from D-Hop and apply those skill sets we talked about earlier in what I think is more of a one-to-one matchup and, and really pull from that. I think in the long run, that's great. But for Sky Moore, it seems like it puts a dent in what he's going to be asked to do or have the opportunity to do. Uh, and I would call that a negative curveball for Sky Moore if that happens this season. Do you agree? I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, the, the guys that would probably affect are the youngest guys. I mean, if if the Chiefs did add a DeAndre Hopkins, who who are your starters? Well, I would say Kadarius Tony is still a starter, and Marquez Valdez Scantling is still still a starter. Um, the the tough part there, I do think about you know if you if 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 you had that kind of a lineup, is now where does Sky Moore fit in? All of a sudden, is he back to being okay? He's the guy that spells Kadarius Tony. And maybe not really fitting his skill set because I think Rasheed Rice would probably be the guy that comes in in some other situations. I mean, I, I I think that, and that's the other part too about how it affects Rice because I'd say Rice and and Hopkins kind of have a similar skill set and mm-hmm. body type and everything, so it might affect his development too. Although I think that having a, a DeAndre Hopkins around for Rasheed Rice to watch might be a yeah pretty good deal for a year um yeah i don't think there's any doubt i mean it it changes a lot of complexion of that that receivers room i mean it changes the depth on down about who's going to make this team and who's not who can you you know and you're once again i mean you're going to be banking on a lot of new faces and everything coming together really quickly and it's a lot of pressure on an offense and a lot of pressure on Mahomes too 
And it's all going to have to come together because it's a team game. And in the end, we won't know until we know about any future acquisitions. But 